It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Seven ten. ESPN. This is Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. This is Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. And when you heard the news today, when Ramona Shelburne told Sedano on the Max Kellerman show that Caruso could be gone. I just want to sound the alarm. Like, you may need to prepare yourself to lose out Caruso today. What? The Caruso? I know. You wondered, what does Alan Sliwa think of that? When you heard the news this afternoon on 710 that Dwight Howard was coming back to the Lakers, that Trevor Ariza was coming back to the Lakers, that Wayne Ellington was coming to the Lakers. You thought, what does Sliwa think? It's finally that time. It's time for a Lakers talk on 710 ESPN. Free agency frenzy edition. Sliwa's got you covered tonight, taking your calls, all the reaction on how the Lakers did today with free agency and reloading the squad to get ready for Mission 18. The team around LeBron, AD, and Westbrook. Hi, this is Frank Vogel of your Los Angeles Lakers. This is Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. Let's get to it. Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa right now. What's going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. All right, we got a long night tonight. Let's just put it that way. And we'll got, we, we got some things that I think Laker fans will be excited about and then definitely things where Laker fans will be disappointed. You heard uh, Chris Morales just mention it right there. Let me actually read off a quick tweet from the Alex Caruso. We'll never forget my time in L.A. and the Lake Show. Y'all loved me before it was cool. Genuine love for all of y'all. That's, uh, that's Alex Caruso right there. So... Um, let's start off with Caruso, uh, and I'm going to spend some time obviously talking about Dwight Howard back with the Los Angeles Lakers, Wayne Ellington back with the Los Angeles Lakers, Trevor Ariza back with the Los Angeles Lakers, what the Lakers have lost so far in, uh, in NBA free agency or through the trade to go get Russell Westbrook. I'll spend time on Russell Westbrook. We, we got a lot of stuff to get into, and obviously from a, a Laker perspective, um, a lot of things that went on in the last couple of days. I'll throw out the phone number here real quick, um, 877-710-ESPN. Throughout the show, I'll sprinkle in calls. You can give your thoughts on the deals that the Lakers have made, thoughts on Alex Caruso leaving the Lake Show and going to the Chicago Bulls. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll take calls as the show progresses. Um, Caruso is going to be my, my first topic. I had Westbrook as my first topic, and then uh, a lot went on. And I, I want to start off with Alex Caruso. So... Alex Caruso ends up signing a deal with the Chicago Bulls. Adrian Wojnarowski put that out there. Four years, $37 million um, to be a part of the Chicago Bulls. We already know earlier in the day Lonzo Ball is going to be a part of the Bulls as well. So eh, they're kind of quietly trying to build something there. Um, th- this one is this one kind of hits a little bit different. Lakers had some players leave last week as part of that Russell Westbrook trade. And I don't want to say it was all good, but kind of in a sense, it was all good to me. And I'll explain that that Russell Westbrook piece as the show progresses. But the Caruso part, that's a champion. You know what I mean? Like Alex Caruso is one of those players that you just loved and appreciated his journey, how he got to the Los Angeles Lakers, how he was playing two-way, a part of the G League, and then became one of those rotational pieces. You know, It's kind of crazy finding myself doing the pregame show or the post. Find more, find more time for Alex Caruso. 
Um, you love players like that. You really, really do. And it's a credit to the Lakers for, you know, we, we kind of call it, you can call the G League the farm system and cropping your own guys. And once that guy comes up, he, he comes in and delivers. And that's what Alex Caruso was for the Lakers. So um, as news continues to spread over what has now been, I think 3 p.m. is when free agency started out here on the West Coast. As news continues to spread, and you know, we we kind of find out how the Lakers are going to fill up the rest of the roster. This one is definitely bittersweet. You're excited and you're um, appreciative of what Caruso has done. Number one and number two, you also are glad to see that the guy's going to go make some money. He deserves a two-year deal. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, he deserves a um, a four-year deal. With uh, with the Chicago Bulls, he deserves thirty-seven million dollars. So you're happy for him on all those fronts. What What's a little interesting to me is, and if you do the math there, it's I think a little north of nine million a year, something along those lines that he's uh, that he's getting with the Chicago Bulls. What's a little interesting to me is, you know, this was one of the priorities that I thought was going to be key for the Lakers this offseason. Once Once Russell Westbrook was gone, or once Russell Westbrook came in and you lost guys like KCP and Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl, it's like, okay, well, you knew that the Lakers were either going to go try to get both THT and Alex Caruso, or they're going to have their eyes on a, on a different set, or they're going to have to maybe choose between these two players or whatever the case is. Um, I want to see Caruso back with the Lakers. Actually, I, I put out this poll earlier today. And I'll show you just how close it was and kind of how mixed Laker fans were on this type of a topic or a conversation. I put out, if you had to prioritize between the two, uh, more important piece for the Lake Show, Alex Caruso or THT? Um, over 3,000 votes and 48.6% was Alex Caruso, 51.4% was THT. The reason why I bring that up is... Um, it, it shows just how high on the priority list both of these guys are with the, for the Lakers, and THT had a little bit of an edge, probably some of that having to do with the fact that he's so young, he's got so much upside. But Alex Caruso is going to the Chicago Bulls. I don't think it was crazy money that he got. You know, I, I want to see how the rest of the offseason shakes out for the Lakers and the rest of free agency shakes out because you're curious to see uh, what that money is, and you know why didn't the Lakers give him just a little bit north of nine million dollars like he's getting with the Chicago Bulls? Do the Lakers have another plan in mind? If they do have another plan, what does that um, what does that mean? What does it reference to? So it, it's tough when you're just right in the moment trying to critique a certain player, but I don't think there's a Laker fan out there, and for all those who are listening right now, most of them would agree. That having Alex Caruso on your team, um, it's been uh, it's been fantastic, fantastic having him a part of the franchise. But no longer Caruso will sign a a, th- a four year deal with the uh, Chicago Bulls. Okay, now let me get into some of the additions that the Lakers made. So first, it was Trevor Ariza, a one year deal with the Lakers. Then it was Wayne Ellington. And then it was Dwight Howard coming back to the Los Angeles Lakers. It'll be Dwight's third third stint with the Lake Show. Uh, obviously, last time he was here, won an NBA championship. So I, I kind of go over each one of these players. But I'll start off by saying this. These all kind of happen really fast. And I'll start off with Dwight. So if I could name off one player, I told Travis this morning when we do our show in the mornings from 9 to 11 a.m., I, I told Travis, I said, Trav, between... 
the pregame show, postgame show, social media, Lakers talk, YouTube, all this different stuff. If there's one player, one player that I hear so much this past season that Laker fans were disappointed who left, and then as the season progressed, we'd be like, look, Dwight could have, the answer is Dwight, Dwight could have filled in that void, or why did they let Dwight go? Dwight came up so incredibly much throughout the season, and Laker fans, it was more of a, a frustration that the Lakers didn't bring Dwight Howard back. Well, you get Dwight Howard back again. Dwight Howard's going to come uh, to be a Los Angeles Laker. A lot of this, to be honest with you, I don't know what the details are of the terms or anything along those lines. So as we go and we get some more information, I'll pass that, that info on. Um, okay, so there's the Dwight Howard piece. You get Dwight Howard back. Trevor Ariza, you know, th- th- these are two Lakers that have won championships with the Lakers before. Of course, Dwight Howard in 2020. Trevor Ariza won an NBA championship back in 2009, if you guys remember, against the Orlando Magic. Um, That was a year with Kobe, with Powell, with Lamar Odom, with Derek Fisher. Trevor Ariza was a part of that team. And then the following year, Meadow World Peace basically took Trevor Ariza's uh, position. So Trevor Ariza, 36 years old, been in the NBA for a long time. So it's not like the guy is obviously a young player or anything along those lines. But that's another player that's coming back to the Lakers. Going to be a 3 and D guy. Probably give you 15 minutes a game. Um, a tough nose. A guy that you want on your team. Uh, will, will serve much better purpose in the playoffs, I think, than the regular season. Trevor Ariza coming back to the Lakers. And then the last one that I want to add, and uh, Funches, if anything breaks here, you know, you just keep me posted here, and I'll, I'll, I'll be able to uh, give that info. What do you got there? Uh, breaking news okay. uh, from Sham Sharania, free agent Kent Bazemore has agreed to a one-year deal with the Lakers. All right, Kent Bazemore yeah. to the Lakers. All right, a one-year deal, Kent Bazemore. Just add that to the list here. Another former Laker, too. Another former Laker. We're only going former Lakers. If you uh, if you, if you you hit me back with one of those and A.C. Green is coming in, I wouldn't even be surprised. I wouldn't be Your surprised. Your favorite, Eldon Campbell's coming back, too. Eldon, I was going to save. I wasn't going to be so quick to use that one. Um, okay, so Kent Bazemore, another piece coming back to the Lakers. So let, let me actually say this real quick. This is uh, Sham Sharania, by the way, who reported that one. Um, Bazemore, a one-year deal with the Lakers. Let, let me first just uh, point out real quick um, the Wayne Ellington piece. So Wayne Ellington, who is – how old is Ellington? Is he 32 or 33? I'll tell you guys in two seconds. He's 33 years old. He'll be 34 November 29th. Ellington is one of those players that it, it was – Okay, Lakers, you got rid of, first of all, you struggled in shooting last season, and you didn't have enough shooters, so you got to go out and get a shooter. They're going to get that with Wayne, Wayne Ellington. Um, he's 33 years old. Kent Bazemore, who the Lakers just signed, um, he's 32 years old, just turned 32 not too long ago, and, and Bazemore is going to be one of those players, kind of a tough, gritty Lakers have obviously seen him play. Laker fans have seen him play. See, well, let me give you one number from Bazemore. He shot 40% from three last year for Golden State. Well, 40% from three, high-energy guy, um, can guard a couple different positions, and he's uh, 32 years old. So um, I I, want to just kind of say this here so far. As the show progresses, we'll just keep everybody posted. Um, It's Kent Bazemore, Wayne Ellington, Funch, if you could see what Ellington shot from three as well, which I think it was north of 40%. Um, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, Dwight Howard, and Trevor Ariza are the four players that the Lakers added so far. You know what all those guys have in common? Ellington shot 42% last year. Okay. You know what all those guys have in common? Um, All those guys are 
they're not 25 years old. They're not 23 years old. They're not 24, 21. These are vets. These are guys that have been in the NBA for a little bit. These are guys that can help you tomorrow to start building that championship team again. So if you guys remember, one of the things that I've talked about since really the offseason, one of the things I was hoping for is the Lakers, first of all, went out and were incredibly top-heavy. Go try and find your third star. They went and did that in um, in going to grab Russell Westbrook. And the other thing I talked about, can you take more of a blueprint that you had in 2020 and sign more vets? Go find players that have been in the league for a long time. Go find players that understand what it's like to play in playoff games and championship type of uh, runs or whatever the case is. And that seems to be the exact uh, blueprint that Rob Palenka is playing with right now. Um, and and I, I, I will say this as well. The Lakers have lost some pieces. Um, but I, I think the direction that the Lakers are going looks much more of a blueprint that they had in 2020. And oh, by the way, they got another superstar in Russell Westbrook. We got to go to a commercial break. When we come back, um, we'll, we'll get some reaction from Laker fans out there. What do you think of Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore? What do you like? What do you dislike about what the Lakers have done so far? Are you a big fan of the Russell Westbrook move? Or is that something you think you're putting too much stock in a player that um, you don't think complements the other two superstars? What do you think of Alex Caruso leaving to the Chicago Bulls? We could go on and on all these different questions. The phone number is 877-710-ESPN. We'll continue to talk about what the Lakers are adding. Who else is still on there? By the way, you know another name I haven't talked about? Dennis Schroeder, who at one point churned down that four years, $84 million to get a big payday in free agency and wanted that opportunity for free agency. And that's all good. That's that's part of the business. It looks like some of this cap space is drying up here and, and Dennis Schroeder is still there. So will the Lakers be able to do some type of a sign and, dra- sign and trade with Dennis Schroeder? Could that play to the Lakers' advantage? So I think that's going to be curious. I'll be curious to see what happens there. Still DeMar DeRozan, no landing spot or anything like that. So a lot of stuff to get into. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Go till 9 o'clock tonight. Thank you for being a part of Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Funch, let me go on a little rant here real quick. All right, Funch is uh, taking all the calls coming in. Appreciate you guys being a part of Lakers talk. I like the squad. I like the squad. You got three superstars on the Lakers in LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. And what are they going out and getting right now? Vets, guys have been in the league for a long time, that have championship experience, that have playoff experience. Isn't that the blueprint of how you win championships? Isn't that the blueprint of how you go about your day and find a way to go get championship number 18? Isn't that the blueprint? You know, one of the things I kept harping about was it worries me. And let me also say this. When they went out last summer and they got Dennis Schroeder, I thought it was the right deal. 
When they got Montrez Harrell, I thought it was the right deal. When they got Wesley Matthews and Marcus Hall, I thought these were good pieces and good fits to the Lakers. I really did. I genuinely thought that they were good pieces. Now, the Lakers never got healthy. And in the first round of the playoffs, when Anthony, you know, they're up 2 1 against the Phoenix Suns, Anthony Davis goes down, it's a wrap, season is over. So, will we ever really know? If those pieces all would have worked, if they would have got to the NBA Finals, probably could have got to the NBA Finals, would you have beat a healthy Brooklyn Nets team? You'd have been an underdog. So let's leave it at that. But coming into the summer, one of the things I kept harping on, can we just get vets? They went out and got Dwight Howard, which every Laker fan spent a lot of time during the season saying, hey, Al, they messed up. They should have kept Dwight Howard. All right, Dwight Howard's coming back. And what are you really asking Dwight Howard to do? play some defense, couple block shots, couple rebounds, piss off a couple people in the process on the other team, and then go sit on the sidelines and call it a day. They went out and got Wayne Ellington, who's uh, over 40% shooter in the NBA. That That's, you know, you, you need a sharpshooter. I was looking at this over the last couple of days. Shooters, Lakers can go target. It was J.J. Redick. It was Wayne Ellington. There were Patty Mills. There were certain names out there. Wayne Ellington was one of those names. Then the conversation was, uh, or And then free agency. Trevor Ariza is another piece that the Lakers picked up. What's Ariza really going to give you at this stage of his career? He's 36 years old. Not that much, but a good playoff guy to have. Uh, a guy that's going to be able to play defense. A 3 and D guy later in his career. Only thing he's going to care about is an NBA championship. Kent Bazemore is 32 years old. That's another guy shot 40% with the Golden State Warriors from three. Can play tough-nosed defense. These are gritty players that you want on your team when you're making a championship run. And oh, by the way, they're playing with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. I hate Alex Caruso leaving. I really do. Uh, I couldn't be, I couldn't be a bigger fan than Alex Caruso. I, this is really all of LA, all Laker fans. No one's going to have anything negative to say about Alex Caruso. I, I wish they kept him. What he signed for nine point two five or something like that. Whatever he signed for, he's a four year deal, thirty seven million. I, I, I wish they kept him. I really do. But this is the one thing that I keep trying to say is let's see the entire offseason play out. What are the Lakers going to do? And, you know, according to these deals so far, I don't, I don't think they've used that $5.9 million mid-level uh, contract. They obviously have the early bird rights for THT, Markeith Morris, bird rights for Dennis Schroeder. Now, the, the Dennis Schroeder piece, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. So there's still things that are going to happen throughout maybe this show or throughout the next couple of days or tomorrow, whatever the case is, that will help tell a better story of what Rob Palenka and the Lakers are building. The bottom line is this. You're LeBron James. You're Rob Palenka. You're the Lakers front office. You need vets to surround with these superstars. Part of it you have to do not just from a um, a necessity standpoint because you literally have to round up the rest of your roster. So much of your money are going to you know three guys so far. Um, but I, I think going out and getting the concept of going out and getting these vets and the vets that they're getting, uh, it's it, it seems like these are the right moves for the Lakers. All right, um, let's uh, let's take some phone calls here. I can continue to yap for God knows how long, and at some point, Funches, we got to let the uh, let the Laker fans speak here. Okay, let let's start off with Jake and La Crescetta. Jake, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on, Jake? Hey, thank you so much. I just want to say thank you to Alex Caruso for you know the time with the Lakers. I'm sad, but uh, we have to move on, right? Um, I'll give um, Rob Palenka a plus on this great pickup in this roster. Uh, first, first of all, uh, we got veterans 
and the uh, window of winning number 18 is very slim. So we're going to win right now. So I think the move is good for the Lakers. Uh, Dwight, we can use him for to guard Jokic, basically, right, in the playoffs. Uh, we can use him to as a rim protector, give us like 10, 15 minutes, solid minutes, and play alongside AD at a center position. And we got some vets that can shoot. And uh, that's uh, what's missing on this roster is just nobody can make some shots and we got Arisa Ellington Kent Basemore alongside Westbrook uh, playmaker outside LeBron and I think we're not done so uh, it's Lee I have a question what do you got buddy um, um, how big of a deal it is to capture number 18 the most in the NBA how important it is for the Lakers and how big a deal it is for the entire NBA well Jake That's it. appreciate you calling in first um, put 18 to the side for a second your window is right now. It just happens to be number 18's in front of you, right? And if LeBron's got two more years left on his contract, you, know, you, you can't keep there, – there's zero reason to not put all your chips at the center of the table. There's zero re- – every single day that goes by is a missed opportunity with LeBron James. When I hear people say, well, you got to think about the future and, you know, what about after LeBron – to be honest with you, you know, I, I say this and I'm I'm not trying to um I'm not trying to be nonchalant or a careless Laker fan. Like, who cares after LeBron? Worry about that when you get there. You already got one championship with LeBron. You're in an incredible window to potentially get another one. Now's not the time to be worried about your twenty twenty or your, you know, first round draft pick in twenty twenty four or something along. Now's not the time to be holding on because what Kyle Kuzma can do down the road. Now's not the time to be worried about any of these young pieces, any of these pieces that have potential. Your window is now. You're you're not, you know, you're not building for Trust me, the moment LeBron James, if LeBron James decides to hang it up in two years and the Lakers could get one more championship in the next two years. You still got Anthony Davis under contract. The Westbrook contract goes alongside of uh, LeBron James. Start building from there. You'll be fine. How how have the Lakers built anyways? Usually they go out and get free agents or they do it in trades. This isn't the Sacramento Kings or the Phoenix Suns or the Utah Jazz where everything is predicated on your drafts and everything is predicated on building from absolute bottom all the way up. And I'm not saying there won't be challenges down the road, but you got to worry about down the road, down the road. You got LBJ right now. So to answer the question of how important is number 18, it's everything because you actually have a shot at it because it's actually in front of you. Number 17 didn't mean anything when you were drafting D'Angelo Russell at number two and Brandon Ingram. All those didn't mean anything because you knew how far you were. It wasn't realistic to get there. It's not unrealistic to sit here um, a year from today, and Lakers got number eighteen. So you got to do everything you possibly can to put yourself in that position. Uh, let me take another call here. Let's go to let's go to Alejandro in Montebello. What's going on, Alejandro? Thank you for calling in. How you doing, Alan? I'm doing okay, man. Thanks for calling in, bud. What's going on? Okay, I have a couple of things to say about Rapalinka. Okay, he. He has been doing a wonderful job since he got the job. And I think if it wasn't for injuries, uh, we probably get another ring this year. Um, because, yes, Brooklyn is a super team, but we are a super defense, and sometimes defense wins championships. Am I correct? 
Uh, many times defense wins championships. Alejandro, let, let me go off something here real quick on the Rob Palenka part, and I appreciate you calling in. Listen, Palenka has been fantastic so far with the Lakers. I think there were some question marks about some of the signings last offseason that I've already said, and I'll admit I, I, I was a proponent of what they were doing and why they were doing it and the thought process behind it. And you got more talent, even though you got younger and you lost some veterans. I, th- I thought there was the Lakers had the right game plan. The bottom line is it didn't work last season. And whether it was the injuries, which most people think, I do think they were a step behind the Brooklyn Nets. And you know what? The the trade, James Harden, that trade when the season started, that hadn't happened. So if Lakers knew that that was going to happen, um, maybe they would have game planned differently. But the Palenka piece, let, let me say this. This season is a very, very important season for the Los Angeles Lakers and for Rob Palenka specifically. And I'll tell you what I'm referring to there. You get so many opportunities when your window is right now, and that's the Lakers' window. And that, you could even say, well, Al, that window is closing because of LBJ. You could even make that case. It's completely fine. But this offseason, every move that he makes is so critical. So let's see how the rest of the offseason goes. Let's see what the Lakers do on top of what they've already done. I haven't even talked about Westbrook yet. I was supposed to start the show off with Westbrook, uh, but obviously that can't be the case right now because of everything that's happening with the Lakers and everything that's kind of um, it, it's a it's a moving piece as we kind of go through this show tonight. A lot of things could continue to happen, and and still a lot of eyes on uh, some of these other players that are still out there. Patty Mills specifically, I think that's one Laker fans keep hitting me, um, and, and I, I think there's a lot of Laker fans that are curious to see what Patty Mills does. Um, that's a a big piece that you're curious about, and then I, I have an incredible amount of curiosity of what happens. In this Dennis Schroeder, did the is the market drying up for Dennis Schroeder's services? The reason why I mention that is because Dennis Schroeder has been in a position where he thought, remember, Lonzo just went to the Chicago Bulls, so they're using you know obviously using their money there. Um, the New York Knicks went out and you know re-signed a number of their players, in, in, including Derrick Rose. Those were two destinations you thought would have some money, and maybe they'd go take a shot at Dennis Schroeder. If Schroeder has to play with the Lakers in some type of sign-and-trade to get the most amount of money possible, that can work to the Lakers' advantage. So I'm, I'm curious to see how that shakes out. Let's do this when we come back. We come back, I'm going to take some of your calls, number one. Number two, I want to talk specifically about what the Lakers lost so far this offseason in the addition of Russell Westbrook for some of those who are out there that are a little weary about Russell Westbrook to the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to make sure um, that uh, I'm going to make a case for Russell Westbrook. Let's just put it that way. We'll do all that coming up next. If you want to be a part of the show, be patient. Just imagine how many calls are coming in in tonight's show. 877-710-ESPN. I'll do my best to get to everybody. This is Lakers Talk on uh, ESPN LA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, we got some uh, some more breaking news here. Looks like Blake Griffin back with the Brooklyn Nets. Is that right, Funches? Yeah, one-year deal. One-year deal with the Nets. Damn. Blake Griffin. 
signing one-year deals now. Don't you see like an arms race developing between the Lakers and the Nets now? Already started. You know, but uh, let, let me say this, and I'm going to take some more phone calls. Um, here's a reality. There's the haves and the have-nots in the NBA right now. There's the teams that have three superstars and the teams who don't have three superstars. And let me explain what I mean. I'm not saying that Milwaukee doesn't have a chance to come back and come out of the Eastern Conference. I'm not saying like the team teams like the Suns and the Jazz and the Golden State Warriors, who I think we're going to definitely make some noise this upcoming year. I'm not saying those types of teams don't have a shot. Here's a reality. The Lakers are healthy and Brooklyn is healthy. Superstars win in this league. It's that simple. Stack up as many superstars as you can and figure out the other pieces. You know, we've gone a half hour into the show. It's the first time I've done Lakers talk since before Russell Westbrook got traded to the Lakers. And I haven't even got a chance to talk Russ. Um, here's when I when I say, you know, and Funches mentions an arms race here between the two franchises. By the time the Brooklyn Nets traded for James Harden last year, two superstars was kind of the blueprint everybody was taking. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving joined each other in Brooklyn. You had a lot of other teams, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George together, Jamal Murray, Jokic, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. That's kind of everybody was taking, okay, you got your two stars, and then fill up the rest of the roster as best as you can. The moment James Harden ended up with the Brooklyn Nets, that changed everything in the league. Now it wasn't good enough to chase just LeBron and Anthony Davis. Now you were chasing three superstars in Brooklyn. I bring that up because for those who have some hesitations on what the Lakers did last Thursday, what an insane day, right? The NBA draft, right before the draft, you're starting to hear a lot of rumblings about maybe Russell Westbrook to the Los Angeles Lakers, and then they got Russ. Let me read off a couple things here. I, I find this actually kind of fascinating, and there are a lot of people that feel this way about the Russell Westbrook trade. This has been some of the coverage around Westbrook joining the Lakers. The Ringer, title of one of their articles. The Lakers solved their biggest problem with an even bigger problem. ESPN, Zach Lowe. Why the Schroeder-Buddy Hill duo would have been a safer bet. Kevin Pelton, grading the Lakers on ESPN, gave the Lakers a D and gave the Wizards an A. Bill Plaschke, the LA Times. Russell Westbrook is welcome home if he puts his new teammates first. A lot of question marks about that trade. By the way, I could sit here all day long. It's it's all irrelevant. I'm just going to give my opinion. And at the end of the day, we're going to watch the Lakers starting October 2nd when they start preseason. And we'll watch them through June. And we'll hope that they hoist up championship number 18. And if they don't, it was a failed season. There's no other way to put it. Whether that they're eliminated earlier in the in the playoffs or they're eliminating the NBA Finals, you either, either there's a parade for championship number 17 and 18 next summer or there isn't. And if there isn't, then obviously that's going to be a disappointment. The Russell Westbrook piece, I think, is such an interesting thing for the Lakers. I think there's so many positives with Russell Westbrook coming to the Lakers. And I had some people hitting me on Twitter saying, you know, I'm going to call in tonight. You don't know what you're talking about. Call in. Call, call in any time. Give me your argument of why, why you disagree with this. But let, let, me, let me say this about Russell Westbrook, and, and we'll, we'll get on to some of these other calls as well. Um, I get the reasons why some of the people don't like Russell Westbrook on the Lakers. Needs the ball in his hand, can't shoot. Lakers need shooters. Uh, there was another deal in place where you could have got Buddy Healed and kept KCP. You're paying half the money. I get all that stuff. 
But I'm excited to see how this works. I think the concept is right. You had to go get another all-star. The Lakers did. I already listed out all my reasons. You're not playing just the Western Conference. You're really playing the Brooklyn Nets. There's a reason why Vegas has Lakers and, and the Brooklyn Nets won too. By the way, that can change. Maybe another team goes out there and makes a blockbuster. Maybe this Kyle Lowry to Miami. Things can change as, as the season progresses. Um, I, I, I feel like with the addition of Russell Westbrook, and you go find the right role players that the Lakers are obviously working on right now. Um, you got by far the best team in the Western Conference. And when I say by far, you remember how good LeBron and Anthony Davis are. And when you add Russell Westbrook to a team, the dude's 33 years old. The dude's been in the league for a long time. The dude's battle-tested. The dudes get a chance to come back and play or come back to play for L.A., the guy, ever since Kevin Durant left, the finger's been pointed at him as in, oh, you know what, you can't win, and you know what, Kevin Durant left because of you. For some reason, people love pointing the finger that everything is Russell Westbrook's fault. They don't point. They, they seem to um, not pay attention or ignore that he was one of the most loyal players in the NBA doing what he was doing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. They seem to ignore the fact that it was him and Kevin Durant together that had a chance to beat the Golden State Warriors when they were up three games to one. They blew that 3-1 lead. Some of that the fault of Russell Westbrook, some of that the fault on Kevin Durant. They seem to ignore the fact that Russell Westbrook has averaged a freaking triple-double three of the last four years in the NBA. Can I go ahead and repeat that again for all those that uh, don't think Russell Westbrook's a good fit or the guy doesn't play good basketball, he's a selfish player? Three of the last four years in the NBA— he has averaged a triple-double. Oscar Robertson, who has had that record for obviously a number of years, no longer has the record because the all-time triple-double leader is Russell Westbrook. And Russell Westbrook's going to be the third best player on the Los Angeles Lakers. No other point of Russell Westbrook's career has he been the third best player. Um, you know, you can make the case, and by the way, it's not also his fault that the Oklahoma City Thunder, when it was him, Durant, and James Harden, decided to trade James Harden after they get to the NBA Finals. It's not his fault that KD decided to go join a 70-plus team in Golden State and join and, and really just checkmate the NBA and nobody's got a shot. It's not his fault for these predicaments and situations. Now, what he's going to bring to the Los Angeles Lakers is he gets to be a ball handler that's helping a guy in LeBron James who's walking into his 19th season in the NBA. He gets to be one of those players that can play his style, run up and down the floor. And, you know, I, I love it when people say, oh, you know, he's he's not a guy that wants to get – it's more about him. The guy is averaging double-digit assists every single year. I'm a fan of the Russell Westbrook trade. And I'm a fan of the Russell Westbrook trade because he's not your franchise player. He's the third best player on your team. I think Russell Westbrook's going to bring something to the Lakers that's going to be so incredibly important. And his priority is going to be winning an NBA championship. And that's it. That's all that's going to matter. That's what you want on your team. All these other guys that the Lakers are adding to, you think Trevor Reza is worried about his own individual stats? You think Dwight Howard is worried about another long-term contract? You think Wayne Ellington and Kent Bazemore are concerned about anything other than winning an NBA championship? Where you had some of those questions last season with the Lakers. You had the questions of players like Dennis Schroeder, Montrez Harrell, Andre Drummond. You you had questions of Kyle Kuzma. Is the only thing that, that's important to these players is a championship? The answer was no, and I don't blame those players. I already said that. They they gotta go make their Alex Caruso just pulled thirty seven million dollars. He deserves every penny of it. 
if Dennis Schroeder goes out and gets a deal for $80 million or $100 million, whatever the case is, tip your cap to him, let it be. Go make your money. But the Lakers now have players who either are incredibly hungry. Can you imagine how hungry Russell Westbrook is to win an NBA championship and that he's got the other team in Brooklyn that has James Harden and Kevin Durant on there? Can you imagine his motivation this year? Can you imagine some of these other players' motivation to just come in and win a championship? That's, in my opinion, how you build a championship roster. I feel like the Lakers have done that over the course of the last five, six days. Some people are going to disagree, and that's okay. And like I said, none of this means anything unless you go out and actually win. All right, um, Bunch, what are we doing? Take phone calls now or go to break? Go to break. Go to break first. All right, we're going to go to break here. When we come back, I'm going to shut my mouth, and I'm going to let Laker fans talk. 877-710-ESPN. Stay on the line. Your phone call's coming up next. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Oh, I need this. Yeah, I need this music right now. It's getting a little fired up about the Westbrook thing, Funches. Is there another player that gets disrespected like Westbrook? AD. But I think AD... Because he got his championship, some of that noise kind of quieted down. But the freaking Westbrook stuff kills me sometimes. Yeah, it's a triple-double thing, too. He's going to be your third best player on this team. Yeah, I think people think that, you know, going after those triple-doubles is just selfish, you know? (laughs) That's just Yeah, let me get a triple-double and it's selfish. That's just amazing to me that a dude can go out there, grab 16 boards, have 12 assists. You know how assists work? You got to pass the ball to get an assist, yet that's selfish. All right, well, uh, well, I could sit here until ten o'clock talking about Westbrook. I'm, I'm going to wait here. <laughs> I'm going to wait here. Let me let me just say this before I go to the call. Sham Sharania um, put out a tweet. Kent Bazemore turned down more money and more years from the Warriors. Sources say, but believes he will have a bigger role and opportunity to win a championship with the Lakers. Bazemore is betting on himself. What do you know? Uh, a team that's stacked with superstars who's got a chance to win an NBA championship and a player decides, forget the team that I'm on, which by the way, I like, you know, Warriors are going to be, Warriors are going to be a good team this year and they got a lot of assets that they can still go out there and make a trade, chooses the Los Angeles Lakers over another team. Not surprised by that, not shocked by that. The Lakers have added Dwight Howard, they've added Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore and Wayne Ellington. They lost Alex Caruso to the Chicago Bulls. Obviously, Montrez Harrell, KCP, and Kyle Kuzma also gone as part of the deal to go get uh, Russell Westbrook from the Washington Wizards. All right, let's keep going here. Um, let's take uh, let's take some phone calls here. Let me kind of pick here. I, I want to see. I just kind of want to see what, uh, what what everybody's has in their mind. Let's go with Michael in L.A. Michael, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on? Hey, Saliwa, thanks for taking my call. You got it, man. What do you think so far? Give, uh, give me your, your thoughts so far on the Lakers offseason. So, Fun just kind of had me stumped, honestly, man. I didn't know Ellington and Baysmore were that efficient. 40% plus. Do you think that's, 
Mm-hmm. Do you think that's enough to address the shooting? No, I don't. So, Michael, I appreciate you calling in. I, I don't think it's enough. And, you know, I, I think the Lakers, obviously, it's obvious. You you got to hit your shots. You got to hit your open shots. Yeah, how much attention is going to go to some of these other players for the Lakers. But let, let, let's see how they round up the rest of the roster. Um, Wayne Ellington's a shooter, period. There's no other way to put it. I didn't know Kent Bazemore was 40% either, and he's a kind of a feisty player, will play defense. Obviously, you remember Kent Bazemore uh, back in the days with the Lakers. I think when he left the Lakers, didn't he get that four-year $70 million in Atlanta or something like that? Yeah, that's that? right. He left the Lakers for that four-year Go get million. paid. But after those four years or five years, however long it's been, now you could come back to the Lakers when you're at a much more uh, efficient price. It's and, like, and when he was with the Lakers, he was much more known as like a leaper. That's right. He was an athletic, uh, incredibly athletic player. You see, it, it's kind of taking the game plan. It's like going to buy a buy a used car, like three years old. That's that's how I look at it. You don't have to buy the the, the brand new car unless you're sounds like ten thousand miles Davis on and stuff or, like that, right? Maybe fifteen or twenty thousand. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let, let's take another call here. Let's go to Blake in Costa Mesa. Blake, what's going on? Yeah, bro, I'm really really stoked about the the Lakers adding all that veteran three point talent. And Dwight Howard to anchor down the middle. We've got some real vet presence. And, uh, you know, I think these guys, even though they're retreads, they're going to be really good for us this year. Blake, what's great, too, and I appreciate you calling in, what's great, too, is what are you really asking from these guys? Hit an open jumper. All the attention is going to be with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, with Russell Westbrook. Um, What are you really asking from a guy like Trevor Ariza? Give you 15, 20 minutes a night. Um, and, and kind of go down the list of some of these other players. That was kind of the blueprint you took from, uh, you know, back in the day with um, the Lakers winning that championship in 2020. Listen, I'll be the first to say this. Out of all the pieces the Lakers have lost so far, KCP and Alex Caruso are two pieces that the Lakers are going to miss. You know, um, and I know I'm talking a lot about Alex Caruso. I did that earlier on. Uh, KCP is another piece that the Lakers are going to miss. Those two guys I liked having on the Lakers. I really did. I really did. But you got to make some sacrifices. Obviously, you didn't feel like the roster that you had today was good enough to come back and get the same players. So that was going to be part of uh, part of the you know addition, subtract, uh, subtraction, and so forth. Okay, a couple more calls here. Rick in Studio City. Rick, what's going on? Hi. Uh, well, I was... Um... I was going to talk about uh, Patty Mills, but you talked about him. And uh, and I was going to talk about Mello still sitting by the phone waiting for the Lakers to call. But I, I realize that it, it might be because of defense. Now, I'm wondering, I agree with you that uh, we need uh, we need veteran uh, leadership. But I don't know if if uh, if they pick the right ones. I how how are these guys playing defense? I mean, how good are they on defense? And oh, by the way, just to throw a last thing at you, Alan, yeah. uh, uh, West, Westbrook. The reason KD left Oklahoma City was because Westbrook would hang on to the ball until the last second and then throw it to KD. And there's stats to prove that, among a lot of other things, him caving at the end of games, taking shots he shouldn't take, etc. Well, here's here's a great thing, and I appreciate you calling in. Um, Westbrook's going to be the third best player on the Lakers. And by the way, you know who choked a lot of shots in those uh, big games in 2016 against the Golden State Warriors? It was Kevin Durant, too. So it's not, let's not all blame Russell Westbrook 
uh, as if that's the only reason why the Oklahoma City Thunder couldn't make it work. And what did KD do? He went and joined a, a team that had 70-plus wins. Hey, won two championships. It's all good. Uh, and, that's, and if that's what Kevin Durant wanted to do, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, I don't like all the fingers being pointed at one player as if uh, Russell Westbrook is you know, th- this ringleader of being a player that nobody wants to play with. Brad Turner put out a piece last week about how a couple weeks ago, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell and uh, and Russell Westbrook all got together at LeBron's house, and they had a conversation about okay, what would it, how would it work? Do these guys all want to play together? Kind of the whole nine yards think, played uh, it that way. What do you think? Dinner was there. What do you think? Dinner. Um, I think they ordered tacos. I think it was Taco Tuesday. But what, one of the things he was talking about was um, all of them getting together and trying to figure out how it's going to work and everything else. You don't think LeBron James would sign off on this? unless he thought he could make it work. You don't think Anthony Davis and LeBron James would have side conversations without Russell Westbrook and say, hey, what do you think? Is this the right move? Is that the right guy to go bring in? Um, does he does he definitely increase our chances of going out and winning an NBA championship? So, I, listen, if the Lakers were making moves and LeBron and Anthony Davis don't know anything about it and, and were worried, a little bit weary about it, that'd be one thing. But I will tell you, because I've been in many of these conversations where Rob Palenka is addressing the media, um, these are done collaboratively. These are done with LeBron James and Anthony Davis's input. Those guys aren't signing off on Russell Westbrook, and the Lakers aren't making that deal unless everybody's on the same page. Bring Russell, Russell Westbrook down. All right, a couple more phone calls here. Kevin in Moore Park. Kevin, what's going on? You're on Lakers Talk. What do you think of the moves today? Sweet, you there? Yes, sir. Lee, thank you for taking the call. First of all, uh, yeah, I'm extremely uh, confused right now as a Laker fan. You got AD who cannot stay healthy. You got Westbrook who's going to be great, but it's a, he's a car accident waiting to happen. 130 miles an hour to the to the, to the bucket. Who and then we re-sign all these older Lakers. What what are we doing? I don't understand the plan. What's the what did you, you know, what, what, what were you hoping? For, tell, tell me what you were hoping. What, what did you want to see happen? Just kind of give me your idea of what you had in the offseason. I would like to see them resign Caruso, like mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we got, you know, Horton Tucker, which mm-hmm. is great, but we need younger shooters and we need, like, I'm concerned, honestly, I'm concerned. AD, he's not going to be able to stay healthy throughout the season, and our backup is a guy that bailed, right? And is now coming back again. I mean, come on. So, Kevin, I'm, I'm going to help you out here. I'm going to help you out. I'll tell you what they're doing. What they're doing is this, and I appreciate you calling into the show. And I encourage anybody who, you know, disagrees with my points or you don't like what the Lakers are doing, pick up the phone and call. That, that's that actually makes it a little bit more interesting here. Um, what they're doing is this: the reason why they're not going out and getting all these younger players is because they kind of took that blueprint last season. And one of the things that young players are, their priority or their goal is going to be, I need to get that contract. I need to get paid. There are players later on in their career where they'll take less money or they've made already enough money where chasing a championship is more important. So that's one of the reasons why they're going to get veterans. Another reason why they're going to get veterans, you remember that championship in 2020, what did the Lakers do? They had Danny Green, they had Rajon Rondo, they had JaVale McGee, they had Dwight Howard. I mean, they had, everywhere you look, there was a veteran. 
guys with playoff experience, championship championship experience. I'm telling you, worry less about tomorrow, worry more about today. What I'm referring to there is worry less about after LeBron's two-year contract and worry more about trying to win a championship this year and next year. Can you get one in the next two years? Specifically, you're really looking at this year, to be honest with you, with some of the moves that they've made. Um, Can you get one in the next two years under LeBron James' tenure and then kind of call it a day from there? See what you do, kind of rebuild after that. Uh, Westbrook's contract aligns with LeBron James. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think there's something to that. So that's what the Lakers are doing. I'd rather have vets on this team who have playoff experience, who have been battle-tested, than have players like we did this past season where Dennis Schroeder was obviously incredibly concerned about getting his own contract and his own money. Um, Montrez Harrell was trying to prove that he was worth more than a two-year deal, which is okay. All all this is okay. That's what these players should have been doing. Kyle Kuzma, you heard him say it in the offseason. If he can get, he can be in the right situation, um, you know, have a role, he can be an all-star and average 25 points. A lot of these guys are going to get those opportunities. But what the Lakers have and what they're trying to surround themselves with, three freaking superstars and veterans. All right, top NBA stories coming up next. Uh, sorry if I wasn't able to get to your phone calls, but I'm, I'm going to keep throughout the show. I'll be getting to the to the calls. Top NBA stories we are going to hit on all the other players that eventually signed somewhere else other than the Los Angeles Lakers and what that means and kind of some of the tie-ins with the Lakers. So we'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.